Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus with producer Sana Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. It's William D. Brack, Vice President and Community Development Manager at Regions Bank, host of the Grind Set Podcast, host of the Sell or Fail Podcast, and treasurer on the DMC. And I'm hanging with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm Condi Anthony from WMC Action News 5. You can join me weekdays on Channel 5 at 5, 6, and 10 p.m. I'm hanging with Ina Esco on Verbally Effective. When Prep Curry arrived in Los Angeles with only $6 to his name to work on his dream of becoming an accomplished fashion designer, he had no idea where his journey would lead. Five years later, history has been made as Prep Curry has grown his craft from creating bow ties and pocket squares to become the first African-American designer to partner with Banana Republic to release a collection. The collection, which has been available online and at select Banana Republic locations, is almost completely sold out with only a few styles and sizes remaining less than one week after the release. Prep brings his signature style to any piece that he designs, believing that fashion should be an expression of a person's daily mood. As a self-taught designer, he received a sewing machine for his birthday in 2008 as a newfound interest and since his relocation from Memphis to Los Angeles, has worked with celebrities such as Tank, Sherry Shepard, Brandy, Elise Neal, and more. His work and collections have also been featured at the Harlem's Fashion Row during New York Fashion Week. With this most recent partnership with Banana Republic, Prep looks forward to not only future works and collaborations, but also to be an inspiration for aspiring fashion designers and creators of color. Prep also looks to begin the groundwork to launch his own collections independently on a major scale, seeing the great response in sales and growing support over the last week. Verbally Effective, your double E, Ina Esco here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Verbally Effective podcast. You guys have been rocking with me for over two years now, and I am so honored to have the guest that I have today. He is definitely making moves in the fashion world. He is definitely from the M-Town, a fashion designer, a social media influencer, and he has this great, dynamic a uh, wonderful, amazing campaign going on right now. Partnership with Banana Republic. We're going to talk all about that. What's up, Prep Curry? How are you this morning? What's going on? I'm doing good. How are you? 
I am wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Um, you know, we kind of chatted a bit before uh, the pod started about so many Memphians, you know, following their dreams and moving to LA and making that leap. So I definitely want to hear your story today. So let's start at the beginning, Prep. What part of Memphis are you from? I'm originally from Whitehaven in South Memphis. Whitehaven and South Memphis. Tell me about that. All right. So uh, my grandmother lived in South Memphis. And you already know if you are someone from the hood, you kind of grew up with your grandma as well as your parents, too. So Definitely. we were back and forth between South Memphis and Whitehaven. But, you know, B-A-Z, Black Haven Zone. All day. Okay. So uh -huh. are you are you an only child? Do you have siblings? Yes, I have siblings. Uh, it was actually three of us, but our brother passed away when we were younger, so I have a sister uh, currently. Okay, okay. So growing up in BAZ, uh, what school did you attend? Prep. Yeah, Chris, uh, from seventh through eleventh grade. Well, I went to Graceman Elementary as well, um, but I went to Hill Chris from seventh through eleventh, and I graduated from uh, Houston High School my twelfth grade year. How did you make the leap from going all the way to 11th grade to graduating at 12th grade year at Houston? I mean, see, that's how, you know, the whole situation of me, that's how it started. Like, that was my first trans transformation of change. Um, I, I was getting in a whole lot of trouble and just doing just a whole lot of crazy stuff. So my parents wanted to move me out of Whitehaven and move all the way to Germantown. So wow. they both <laughs> end up getting a promotion with their job and took a leap of faith and moved because of me. Okay. And so why were you uh, acting out back then, Prep? What was going on with you? Living in Whitehaven, going to Hillcrest. I mean, and I was a guy that my mother dressed me, look, you know, to me, I felt like I was like a little Urkel or something. She used to dress me like that. And going to Hillcrest, you know, you're going to get picked on. So I, yeah. I started fighting. Started okay. fighting everybody. And that just kind of carried over especially i didn't never really know how to um take the loss of my brother the death of him so a lot of times i fought because of that too it was a lot of anger a lot of rage and just i fought a lot a lot a lot a lot so wow. my dad was like all right cool it's either somebody gonna kill you or you're gonna get locked up so let's move okay and when you uh went to houston how was that change for you was it a positive change yeah, that was the positive change. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's how I became, you know, who I am today because I noticed how cool it really was to wear your pants up on your waist, to actually wear uh, pants even fit, to wear a shirt that wasn't oversized. And that's when I just, like, okay, cool, mom. Everything that you've been making me wear is actually pretty dope because they making it look fly. So that's that kind of changed my life, like, 100%. Okay, so tell me about... Um, you know, your love for fashion, did it start that early? Is that when you started to notice, you know, and like, okay, so I'm gonna get my fashion game together and, you know, pay a little more attention to it. I've always been into fashion. My mother, you know, she used to keep us into uh, like the dopest clothes that she could find. She'll start looking for our Easter clothes in September. So, you know, fashion has always been very, very, very important to me. And it was just, always different it was that era that i was in you know whatever era that was going on right then i was popular in that particular area if it was the jordans and the white t-shirts or however it was i'm still doing it my own way but yeah i was i've always been into fashion but 
not like this though. Obviously. Not like this, not like to today prep curry. Okay. Okay, so before we get into the today prep curry, uh tell me about what happened once you graduated from Houston High School. What did prep do then? Uh, prep went to art school. <laughs> really? Yeah, I went to Memphis College of Art, and I hated it. I literally hated it. I hated Why? this. Uh, I wanted to take up animation, and when I got into the school, they didn't actually have a program anymore, so if my mind isn't put on something, I kind of really just kind of zone out, and I kind of zoned out. I'm just like, yeah, this ain't for me, because okay. I don't care about art history, you know? Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's what I did. I, you know, I worked jobs uh, straight out of high school. I went straight into the hub and <laughs> worked there hey. for two years. Okay. Finished, worked there for two years. And that was, man, everybody know that, how that is working mm-hmm. at FedEx. Look, I did it for six months and I couldn't take it, honey. My senior year in college. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you did the FedEx thing. You did the jobs thing. Um, what happened next, Prep? Uh, how did this whole desire to take, you know, your style and fashion um, to the next level begin? Because I know you have a very humbling story about making that leap of faith and that transition to move from Memphis to Los Angeles. And we have so many people that just feel like, you know, they can't break here in Memphis. Like, they, they have to go to a bigger market. So tell me about that whole piece of your journey prep uh well for me uh, just like what you said uh i felt like i couldn't make it no more in memphis i felt like i i reached the the level of how high we actually get and that's when everybody know who you are like i feel like when people really know who you are you might as well leave my parents will always say we out dang does can we go somewhere where nobody know who you are wow. so at that particular point i'm like well i mean what else can I really get out of here? It's nothing about Memphis. It's just wherever you grow up at, you only have a, you got a ceiling. Definitely. You have a ceiling. You have to go somewhere else where your safety net is not there. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. I took out, <laughs> took that leap of faith and went somewhere where my safety net wasn't there. And it was very difficult. Very, very, very difficult. Very difficult. But, so did you move to LA by yourself, Prep? Well, no. Nah. Nah, my cousin told me to come out here, and one thing led to another, and yeah, I was uh, basically forced to live in my car. Okay, and how long did that last? Um, it was eight, oh, like, living in my car? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that was the whole time. I was off and on homeless for the whole five years. Wow, and so how did you come up out of that homelessness prep? What happened? Well, I mean, after you move 31 times in five years, you kind of just eventually just, like, all right, I'm going to figure something out. But what really happened was my fiance. She helped me out a lot mentally. Um, she saw how broken I was. It was like, all right, cool, man. This is what you need to do. And just mentally got me in a better place. Like, mm-hmm. brought me back from a really dying because I was really just slowly weathering away mentally. I was positive and smiling all the time, but it was very difficult, like extremely. 
Yes. So it, it really all starts right here, right? Mentally. That's where everything um, starts and grows, really. So I'm glad your fiance got you out of that depression mode somewhat. And um, tell me about the first time you were able to style a celebrity. Like, how did that come about? Um, Actually, the first time I actually made anything for a celebrity, I was even, I was in Memphis. Really? Um, yeah. Trying to think who was the first person. Um, I don't know. All the times back then, it always came with, and even to this day, still, um, certain people will sit here and make it seem as if like they don't gift clothing, but there's no way impossible that you're going to get somewhere if you're not actually gifting every now and then to certain people because you got to get your, you know, you got to get out. So right. even big companies, they do the same thing they find influencers or other celebrities or other companies, whoever to advertise it for you. So that's what I used to always do. Um, and even to this day, I still sometimes break out of my day and might send 40 to 50 DMs mm -hmm. just to random celebrities. And I always say like, eventually they're going to see it. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, it started happening after so long. Um, after so long, it was like, okay, cool. They started seeing them. Yeah. And it's like, dang, I mean, I sent this message, you know, 2012, and now it's 2018, and you responding or something. Or I meet them out in person, and then they follow me and be like, oh, wow, you DM'd me. So mm -hmm. um, it's things like that. You just got to just make that situation happen on your own. But I really can't remember who was the first celebrity, though. Okay. And, you know, you mentioned something uh, very real about social media. Um, you know, since social media has become our lifeline, really, people are on their phones all day. They're on Instagram all day, Facebook, whatever platform they choose. So I know the inception of social media um, has been very important to your journey. Um, you are definitely a social media influencer. So tell me about you know, other than the DMs, how has social media impacted your career prep? Um, I mean, it impacts everybody's career. It helps you or hurts you. Um, I feel like whatever you're actually putting out into the world, it's always literally for your benefit, but sometimes you can actually hurt yourself more so than anything. So for me, um, it has helped me out tremendously because a lot of people can really see like, oh man, he's like that in person. He's like that on social media. He's just like that. That's his personality. So it's helped me out to just really uh, reach a broader audience and really be who I am authentically. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. We need social media. But like you said, it could definitely be a gift and a curse sometimes, right? You have to monitor what you put out there. Now, Prep, tell me about your fashion style. How would, the, how would you describe your style? If different. <laughs> very different. Um, very bold. Uh, out the box, 100%. I mean, I'm me, and I, I love being me, and I love being that, that quote-unquote new kid on the block. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, man, I ain't think about doing stuff like that. I'm like, I've been doing it forever, so this is just me. Yes, and, you know, recently – You've just launched a big campaign with Banana Republic. And I'm a Banana Republic girl. I love Banana Republic. You hear me? So tell me about how that entire partnership came about and, you know, more about your campaign that you have been very busy with. Well, uh, 
one thing about it, I will say this too. Um, definitely get on to Banana Republic's website, uh, grab the last few things that are available because all the clothes actually sold out. Um, they sold wow. out. Congratulations. Yeah, they sold out. Um, thank you. Sold out three, it's like, yeah, about four days. In four days, all the clothing was sold out. It's nothing but accessories left. Um, wow. um, a few socks and masks and only a small, small select sizes of the two t-shirts that are left. Oh, the bags just restocked. Mm-hmm. So you can get your bag. I thought those bags um, today. Yeah, uh, they just Instagram, restocked. Yes. Just, just restocked. There's only a few, literally a few left. Um, but yeah, um, the Banana Republic thing, it, it happened by God's grace, man. I was in New York uh, for New York Fashion Week with Hall on Fashion Row. Shout out to Brandis Daniels. She's a myth fan. Uh, and I was there for that. And after the show, the next day I was at this breakfast and I actually ran late, unfortunately, because I didn't fall asleep. I was just on a high from that night. Just like, man, this is really dope. Like I'm here in New York Fashion Week at Dapper Dan and Sierra and other celebrities. They greeted me and I was just like, wow. And, yeah. and it was just, a, it was a really good uh, moment and, you know, exchange numbers with a lot of people. Uh, so the next day we were at the, the breakfast and long story short, it was a guy talking and he comes sit down and I'm sitting literally right next to his chair. He sits down. He was like, Hey, you're a prep curve. You did really good last night. I was actually dumbfounded. Like what? Uh, wow. Okay, cool. Thanks. And he said, his name is Mark. He was like, I'm a VP of Banana Republic. I was like, Whoa. And one conversation led to another, and then uh, he was like, let me know when you make it back to L.A., and I kept being persistent. I kept uh, hitting him up and kept emailing his people, and then next thing you know, they emailed me and said, that, hey, we want to fly you to San Francisco to come to the headquarters. Wow. And, I, that. and um, I got to see the whole headquarters, literally everything that they don't even show people, so mm-hmm. I thought that was like, I was like, whoa, like this is this is big. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, one thing led to another and here we are. I mean the campaign actually supposed it came out last September, but COVID. Mm-hmm. So it came out now. Um but we still was a good time for it to come out at this particular moment. Wow. Now let me ask you this. Um, you know, you went to the headquarters, you know, Medmark went to the headquarters. When you guys sat down and really talked business and moving forward, you know, was it a conversation of, hey, prep, I'm going to let you be you, is your designs, you know, how much influence did Banana Republic even have on this campaign? Was it just all you? Did they have to collab with some of their designers? How does that work? Um, well, I'm going to be 100. At first, it was going to be more so of a give and take situation, but after probably like the second uh, Zoom meeting with all of them, we on Zoom, they kind of just was like, hey, man, let's let Prep do what he want to do. Do your thing. The only thing that was, um, I mean, if they have their standards of, like, how they have to do things and certain, um, like, the uh, the lengths of the drawstrings and the lengths of the shirts and stuff like that, like, um, they they didn't let me do exactly how I would want to go. Because, um, I mean, I would have took them too far too soon, so. Okay. Yeah, that was uh that was probably the only thing. But yeah, it was literally all me. Um and I appreciate them for that. They let me really just do me. 
Yes. Now, will this be like an ongoing campaign um, with yeah. launches or is that still in discussions? It's more to come. So I'd say. Okay. Okay. And since this campaign, have things changed for you? Or are you still in the moment right now? I mean, um, the moment was when I signed the contract. Um, the moment ended once I got started working. I mean, mm -hmm. you have to have that mindset of tunnel vision. Like, just because you started to race don't mean you got to think that it's not more racist than, you know, keep running. So, yeah, um, yeah, life has changed, but it's more so now I'm um, happy to balance and thank God of my PR and thank God of my uh, family. Shout out to Danielle. Shout, Shout out, out to Danielle. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, things have changed um, more so now more hands are definitely having to be in assistance to help me out. Yeah, you know? that's a good thing. I mean, you know, you're busy, you're busy, Crip. Mm -hmm. You know what I want to know? Um, you know, people are so influenced by you right now, especially people from Memphis that are interested in fashion. Um, what I want to know, what does the day in the life of prep curry look like what does a typical day look like for you what time you get up like like a normal day what does it look like for you because people don't understand the grind and how real this is can you give them some insight on that prep a typical day for you man a typical day for me um well right now i'm not in training season as much as i would love to be but used to be me waking up 5 a.m working out all the way to about eight from eight, I eat my breakfast and get started. I either I go get fabric or I'm sewing all the way till sometimes all the way up till tonight. And it all depends on what I have on that day. If I got a fitting, if I got emails, if I got to ship out orders, I got to go to the post office. Uh, it's just every day is something. And when it's just one person, you got to handle literally everything. Mm -hmm. So I have things I have to sew. I have my general merch that um all the prep curry merch, all the teddy prep merch, all that stuff that has to get packaged up and mailed out. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. So. I saw a lovely garment uh that uh you shot it out. Uh, I think it was last week for the ladies of Alpha Kappa Alpha, which I am. I was like, <laughs> oh I gotta get that. So you'll be seeing me make a purchase very soon prep. Now, I want to know what inspires you? Like what inspires you to even sit down and sew and come up with another design? I mean, is it you, you know, soaking in social media, you soaking in um, high fashion? What inspires you prep? Um, what inspires me is just the, honestly, just being different, um, finding things that are not out there. When I actually used to always go to the mall and shop, I hated always looking like the next person. Even if it's the same shirt, I'm like, man, how can I wear mine different from this person? Because I don't want to show up and we got them the same thing and then we look like twins. Like, nah, well, I don't want to take no picture with you. Like, this is not what I want. Um, so I, I just always wanted to bring something different, something that, quote unquote, men don't suppose to wear. Because these are the like, if you think about this, this is a print you would definitely see a woman grab immediately and you know, like, that brand is carrying it for a woman. Why not for a man? Yeah, it looks you know? good on you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think but, yeah. 
Yeah, it's just, you know, being that, that um, I want to say, uh, just being that, that, that spark that the world need. And we just need something colorful and different. So that's my inspiration, just to be different for the world. Yes. Now, other than the Banana Republic uh, campaign, what's next for Prep Curry? What, 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 are, what are some of your long-term goals, or even short-term, if you can share them with us? Uh, well, uh, my definitely short, short-term goals is I have to now, I'm forced with all of the, um, the great response, I have to now figure out how soon I can put out my own solo collection because yes. of the request, because now I'm back to how I used to be on this uh, custom order stuff. And I'm actually, the request is too much and it's starting to get overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So now I'm actually to the point of actually scaling it up and just open it up for um, everybody to be able to purchase at any given time. Yes. So that's the long term is uh, ready wear as well as getting in more stores it's yeah. a lot more that's, that's to come and okay i just gotta keep communicating and keep working out some deals yes definitely keep grinding it out we are also proud of you here in memphis um and, and before we go prep i do want to kind of chime in on uh, some trending news uh that just happened yesterday um Mr. Chauvin, uh, the policeman that killed uh, George Floyd, which we've all seen the video over and over. It's damn near desensitizing our children. Um, He was found guilty on all three counts on yesterday. Thank the Lord. Um, Were you watching? And what are your thoughts on the verdict? How do you feel now? I wasn't actually watching. I was working and um, my fiance, she was watching and she immediately put it on TV and I popped my head out just to see it. And I was actually shocked, but I said that this is a, honestly a great thing that it happened because if it didn't, all hell would have broke out yesterday. I really feel, yeah. I really, really feel that. And then to see that another young lady was killed right after that, it just, I don't know, man, me being an actual black man, I have so many different feelings on this. Um, coming from the South, being arrested by so many uh, white cops for no reason. You know, I have so many different feelings on it. Um, and I feel a lot of times it gets, I get sick to my stomach thinking about it, you know, because it's like, dang, we shouldn't be fearful to go outside yeah. just because we're a cop. And it's not cool. But I definitely am very, very, very appreciative that um, justice will be served for sure. Definitely. It seems like, you know, the wheels of justice are turning. Um just like you, I was kind of, I was happy, but I was so emotional. Like, you know, this, this verdict should have been going on with all of the other black men that were killed. Like, this is just a start, right? So, um, I definitely empathize with your feelings prep. Um, speaking on that, how, what is, what is like the dynamic of the police out there in LA? Is it, is it cool for you? Are you a little apprehensive sometimes when you're out and about or? What 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 does that atmosphere look like in Los Angeles for a black man with the police? I feel like once Memphis, once Memphis, you always Memphis. So you got your head on a swivel, no matter what. Uh, my head is always on a swivel. I'm always looking whoever around me. I don't care, you know, California, Timbuktu. I don't care where I am. I don't never feel like I'm safe. A hundred percent. I'm always watching, and that's what you're supposed to do. Um, but California uh, cops. They're a little different. Um, I will say it's more so 
to be honest, is the Mexican California cops did. They ain't cool. Really? Yeah, they ain't cool. And I hate to say it like that, but I mean, the, I don't understand why they're more racist out here than everybody else. Yeah. So. Wow, that's interesting. Well, you know, yeah. you like you said, um, you always got to uh, pay attention and you know, these popos, ain't no telling what, what you're going to get with them wherever you are, right? Exactly. Wow. So thank you for uh, sharing your thoughts on that entire situation from yesterday. Yesterday was 420. A lot of people was putting it up in the air, <laughs> watching the verdict and all of that good stuff. So yesterday was quite eventful, I would say. Um, also, before we close out, what advice uh, do you have for, you know, these up and coming designers? Because I've met quite a few. Um, I have had a few on um, another podcast that I host and, um, you know, they are very inspired by you and a few more designers that have, you know, made waves out here in the fashion world. What advice do you have for them, Prep Curry? Me? Me? You, yes, um, the advice I definitely would have for literally everybody is be you, be authentic. Um, don't worry about what you what you see. Don't worry about anything subliminal. Don't worry about anything negative. Like be a hundred percent you. Um, if anybody is watching and seeing what I'm doing and, and being inspired, just be inspired over someone just saying, "Hey, I want to be me." So you be that be that and the best thing is as a designer is to not reach out to so many people trying to get so much advice you can't listen to everybody you need to that's one thing I learned I started moving literally on my own doing what I wanted to do and stop thinking about what the next person is doing because everybody don't want to see you succeed so you can't always ask everybody for every piece of advice they're only going to give you crumbs yeah. You can go out and make your own piece of bread. So gotcha. Wow. That's the part I like. Yeah. I think. Okay. <laughs> well, we definitely appreciate it, Prep Curry. Um, you keep doing your thing out there in LA. Once again, congratulations on the huge uh partnership that you have collab going on with Banana Republic. And let everybody know how they can follow you on social media and keep up with everything you have going on. It's Prep Curry on Instagram, Prep Curry on Facebook, prepcurry.com. Go ahead and get you some merch. Uh, but yeah, Prep Curry on everything. All right. Well, thank you so much, Prep. Um, I wish you nothing but the best. I'm going to keep you in my prayers. And I'm going to get that AKA merch paraphernalia, baby, that you got going on on your IG that I saw. So uh, that's going to be my first Prep Curry. I said first Prep Curry purchase. So. You'll be seeing something from me very soon. Thank you so much, Prep. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Thank you.